0: Sweet. Well, we are back here uh, with the Weiss Method. Um, My name is Wolf. For those who don't know, I'm here with Elizabeth Hamill, who is a Weiss Method practitioner. And we're here with episode three of the Weiss Method, um, discussing the addiction cycle and how it works today. For those of you who haven't seen our prior two episodes, in the first episode, we introduced the Weiss Method, talked a little bit about its background, what it is and how Elizabeth here got involved. In episode two, we spoke more about how energy works in the body specifically and how this applies to the Weiss method. And in here today for episode three, we're talking about the addiction cycle and how that works and how it applies to the Weiss method. Um, so let's jump right in. Um, Elizabeth, if you want to talk a little bit about the addiction cycle specifically um, and what that is, I think that'd be a great place to start.
1: Sure. That is the place to start in this episode. Um, So last episode, as you just mentioned, we um, looked at how energy uh, works in the body as a platform really to now open up um, the unwanted habits and addictive cycle and how that works inside of the body. Um, So firstly, to say that the same systems that are part of our natural human design Um, basically get hijacked in this addictive cycle and they get hijacked into um, uh, serving a substance abuse problem or an unwanted habit, um, unwanted compulsive habit like nail biting or something of that sort. So it really is our same system. It's not like it gets its own special system. It utilizes the existing systems already uh, at play, um, and and really hijack is a good word for it. Um, so the harmful cycle gets triggered by a multitude of factors, um, and can be individual to each person. You know why does one person get addicted to something and another person doesn't, um, and they may you know do the same thing. We're not going to really cover that, but I'm just notating it because it does happen. Um, So uh, these triggers, and we touched on this in the first episode, um, in that uh, you asked me, what did I think was the, you know, a a big part of why somebody gets addicted and, um, or has unwanted habits that are difficult to break. Um, And I named isolation as one of the factors, Um, and there are many other factors, but that is a very broad ranging one that affects most people in this situation. So just to give a couple of examples of those, um, uh, how that can turn up in one person and look very different in another. So, you know, it could be that a person is, um, you know, let's take two young people. One has many friends, you know, really socially active and everything looks really good on the outside. And, um, but because maybe there's say some issues at home that um, have affected this person deeply, say they're um, one parent is an alcoholic or something, Um, and that can be a big stressor and can be also a trigger and say that person just starts sneaking a sip of alcohol, you know, when they start to feel really stressed because they pick that behavior up from their parents. Um, and you know, they, they do that repetitively on a repetitive basis that can start the cycle right then and there. Um, it may not be that that person turns into a full-fledged alcoholic for many years, but that's the, um, the seed that gets it started. Okay, so that's one, um, example. Another one is that a person who is, looks like a complete loner, um, and, uh, in other words, they don't really have very many friends and they keep to themselves and, um, they basically can uh, uh, cut themselves off and isolate themselves from others and they may find escape in something like vaping um, or something of that nature. So I just point those two examples out that it looks different on every single person and some people hide it well, others don't, and some people don't even try to hide it. but. The the basic um, point here is that even though it can look different on the outside, what's going on in the inside is basically the same that these design uh, syst- these systems in our design that are natural to and everybody's got the same blueprint. Um, they get hijacked in different ways and. Uh, So that's why the Weiss method can can work on different um, uh, have uh, the similar treatment for every for many different ailments. Um, So. Yeah, that's that's the first point I wanted to make. Um, So we touched on in the second episode, the um, the five different centers and one we focused in on there was the um, what we call the moving center. And again, centers are energy vortexes in our body. And this energy vortex is um, um, or gyroscope is another uh, word for it. where it's just that there's a concentration of energy of a specific kind. And this actually sits uh, with the organ of the stomach and. Uh, We we talked about that in the second episode to do with the stomach. And um, basically, when we do something repetitively, our our systems automatically assume that we want to continually perform that action when that trigger is um, present. So um, something like, you know, you open up the car door, you slide behind the wheel of the car. You don't have to think about, you know, putting your foot on the brake, you know, turning the key or pressing the button and putting it into gear, it just all happens. Your mind is someplace else and that's perfectly fine. But that is uh, a function of of the moving center and the stomach and how that system actually um, uh, plays out um in our daily life and 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 it's designed to do that it's designed to hold our um uh our habits that uh, and our skill sets so that we don't have to get up every morning and remember how to walk absolutely (laughs) can you imagine Uh, (laughs) so um yeah and you know as i said before a perfectly healthy system can get hijacked um by You know, it's like for a smoker, that trigger may be sitting down in the morning with that first cup of coffee and lighting up that cigarette, that first cigarette of the day. That is a whole scenario triggered, um, and it's very difficult to break in the long run. And that sits in the stomach. There's other um, systems at play as well. We talked about ringleaders, and uh, there are three of them. And we're going to talk about all three. So we just touched back on the um, the stomach again, and uh, the next ring in this view is how the um, uh, in you know how the addictive cycle works is the brain. Now the brain is an amazing organ. I mean, it does it can do so many things, and it does do so many things on our behalf. It's really smart. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it the thing about it is it's a little bit too smart for its own good. And our own good actually, because it likes to really be in control. It thinks because it's up here that everything else below it is in service to it. Like our legs are just there so they can carry that brain around to where it wants to go. It, it's really kind of like that. And um, the problem is, is that One of the aspects of the brain is that it loves to fly high. It's the part of us that goes, yeah, I want to go on that ride at the fair. (laughs) Um, It loves to do new things. It likes to, you know, do the parachuting. It likes to drive fast. It likes to do, it likes danger because it excites it. Now, it doesn't really like repetition. That's what the stomach's deal is. it likes new things and it gets bored very easily and when it gets bored then a problem uh, arises because then you know it's going to try and liven things up and you can see where a substance abuse problem um and the brain going "No, no no i want more of that i want more of that now uh really comes in and it 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 is the urger of of the the system to keep keep that addiction going um so um there's that so the stomach loves repetition will prompt you into the same thing when triggered but the brain loves to fly high um and not only that it's really really tricky so you can decide okay tomorrow i'm gonna do this 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 and this and it's like you got it all planned out and somehow something gets derailed and you find yourself I don't know um you know playing video games or something it's like wait that wasn't part of the plan (laughs) well that's the brain just sort of inserting itself and the stomach they they do work in cahoots uh and and they're like no we, we really need a break now we've been working really hard we really need a break and and so it's you know it's a whole scenario and once you sort of can step outside of the, um, and and look and see what's going on. It's really amazing that, you know, we are not in the driver's seat of our lives most of the time. And it's either the brain or the stomach. Now, the third ringleader in all of this is the blood. Okay. So the blood um, is, uh, it's kind of like the postal service because <laughs> It is actually delivering on a you know metabolic basis, physical metabolic basis. It's delivering uh, nutrients and you know sustenance to every single cell in the body, and it's then taking away waste. So it has contact with every single part of our body, um, and uh, inside of that. It goes through obviously the um, the brain and the stomach, and it gets instructions, and so it uh, receives those instructions, and it has a very magnetic quality to it, so it's easily printed. So it's it's a base level of where our habits are actually printed, whereas the stomach is is like okay, yeah, we want to do that. We don't like, uh, the stomach does not like surprises. It likes regularity. The brain loves surprises and loves to fly high. The blood holds it all together and does whatever the brain and the stomach tell it to do. And then the blood tells everybody else. So it, it, it's an amazing system if, if we have our purpose intact about what it is where we want to do. However, it is um, when it gets hijacked, it it's really tough to break. Um, and, you know, that's why with, with many people an intervention is needed. And that intervention is uh, something like the Weiss method. Um, so those are the three ringleaders. Um, so The great thing about the systems is is we can reprint over them that is the hope okay um not all is lost although for instance i i spoke about in the first episode i was um a cigarette smoker um and i know and i am no longer a cigarette smoker um it's been over 10 years and um but i know if I picked up a cigarette again, I could very easily become a cigarette smoker again. So it's not that, you know, if you, if you because that's part of my system, it, it'll be with me the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and so it's something that um, the blood uh, uh, holds as a print because of its magnetic quality Um, but it can be weakened and Mm -hmm. the way it gets weakened, it's really obvious, is that you don't use it. So, you know, it's just like a muscle, you don't use it, it weakens. Um, So you can overprint and basically um, make stronger, put stronger prints in its place, which is really what we're gonna talk about in uh, episode four, the next episode, um, to do with winning your life back and, uh, really provide a few tools and, and whatnot that people can, can, uh, take up if they want to be in the driver's seat of their own life. So, um, see if there's anything else I need to add to this. Well, that's the bulk of it. I don't know. You have any questions for me, Wolf? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's very interesting understanding how those three different ringleaders play in the addictive cycle. And when you explain it like that, it's very obvious how one can be influenced and, you know, really, if you're not in control of it and actively in control can derail you and definitely get you down an addictive cycle and one of those rabbit holes. Um, My question is how, so in understanding those different ringleaders, I know we're going to touch on this a lot in the next episode, but how does the Weiss method um, you know, in understanding how the addictive cycle works, how does the Weiss method go about treating those cycles specifically and breaking you out of them?
1: So, um, very simply put, and I've said this a few times in the other episodes already, which is what the Weiss method does is it cleans and rebalances things and put things and puts things back to how they're meant to be. So it basically um, that's it, and it that's done at the energetic root cause level of things. So it's um, you know via meridian lines to get into those organs with a light touch. Um, if if the person is present in the treatment room, or it can be done remotely, as we spoke about last. Um, and it is an energetic cleaning and rebalancing um, of the systems and and then um, providing some tools for the person to um, institute after the treatment so that they can um, they can assist in that redirection um, and in not just a redirection but um, in overprinting um in that in those systems in a way and it's not like you have to like put something in its place but you do need to have be in the driver's seat of your own life that's what's crucial so i mean the treatment itself is is simple um and so it interrupts that cycle by cleaning and rebalancing um but then you know the person needs to um, keep that up, you know, by A, not doing the habit again, <laughs> and B, um, deciding that that uh, what they want in their life, and, and then, you know, really instituting that, so.
0: Absolutely, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you know, I think a lot of people that have unwanted habits, the hardest thing for them, everyone's busy and going about their lives, the hardest thing is that interruption, and changing that path, and that cycle that they're on, You know, if they can do that, it opens a lot of doors for them to really make a big change in their life. So,
1: absolutely, yeah. Well, that's well, well said. Yeah, that's why sometimes we just need a helping hand um, to get out of the quagmire and um, you know start again and and find our intactness. Um, And and um, yeah, that's generally how the Weiss method does it.
0: Absolutely. Well, I know a lot of people are going to be excited to understand specifically, you know, how the Weiss Method is able to do that, but also how they're able to take back control of their own lives. And that's going to be our topic for next time in episode four. Um, anything else that you want to touch on around the addictive cycle? I know we touched on a lot of stuff and there was a lot of depth in this episode.
1: Um, I think that's really the, the gist of it. Um, I can't think of anything else to be added at this point maybe uh, after we end this episode, I will. But but I think that we're going to have a roundup episode five. So that'll give us time to, you know, touch back on anything that we feel might need a little bit of deepening.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you to everyone who uh, listened to episode three. I hope you guys all learn something. Um, I know I did a lot personally and, um, definitely stay tuned for episode four. We'll be talking about taking back control of your life. Um, yep. This is great. Episode three and we'll see you guys next week for episode four. Thanks Wolf. Yep. We'll talk soon.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.